knowledge that would transform our culture. Would it be dangerous to respond and reveal our existence to beings from other worlds? One thing that definitely won't happen if CD scientists discover such a signal is a government cover-up or any sort of conspiratorial secrecy. The world will learn the news almost immediately. Shostak is certain of this. So is Jill Tarter, director of CD Institute's research center. They know exactly how events will unfold when they finally find a signal because on a June morning 13 years ago, they thought they'd received one. It happened at about 6 a.m. Tartar was at the Green Bank Observatory when the signal came in. It was a bunch of signals at discrete frequencies with uniform spacing between them, which looked on a graph like a comb. It was clearly an engineered signal, she says. Tartar and her colleagues at Green Bank followed their protocols to rule out false alarms. They swung the telescope away from the target star. The signal vanished. They aimed at the star again. The signal came back. Ordinarily, they would have verified the precise origin of the signal with a separate telescope in an observatory in Woodbury, Georgia. But lightning had recently struck that telescope and fried its hard drive. It was rural Georgia, and it took about three days to get FedEx in there with a replacement drive, Tartar says. In the meantime, we had telescope time in West Virginia. CD observations typically piggyback on other mainstream astronomical research, and we were going to use it. Without our second sight, the only thing we could do was nod back and forth between two different stars. Tartar, who had been scheduled to fly home to California at noon that day, canceled her flight and left a phone message for Chris Neller, her assistant in Mountain View, to tell her about the change in plans. By late afternoon, the target star that was thought to be the source of the signal began to set below the horizon. That is when Tartar and her team realized something was wrong. Although the target star was setting, the source of the signal seemed to be climbing, its strength undiminished. The signal, they eventually determined, was coming from a NASA satellite, the Solar and Heliospheric Observatory, or SOHO. During all the excitement, no one remembered to call the Mountain View office to tell them the whole episode had been a false alarm. Meanwhile, Anne Druyan, Carl Sagan's widow, had by chance called Mountain View to talk with Tartar about something unrelated. Neller told Druyan that Tartar was delayed at the Green Bank Observatory, studying what might be a signal from an extraterrestrial civilization. Druyan immediately called William Broad, a science reporter for the New York Times. Broad in turn called Shostak to confirm the story. The beauty of a false alarm is that you see what really happens, Shostak says. It's no longer theoretical, not a false alarm that lasts five minutes, but where for the better part of a day you think, maybe this is it. You have these nifty protocols, but what really happens? People don't follow protocols. It's not that people do anything mischievous or malevolent. You're so caught up in the excitement of the moment, the media are immediately calling you on the phone, people send emails to their friends. In the event of a signal that survives initial scrutiny, one that's quickly verified by a second observatory, the astronomers who made the discovery would send an International Astronomical Union telegram, now delivered as an email, to observatories around the world. Astronomers use IAU telegrams to notify one another of time-sensitive observations, supernovas, comets, or gamma-ray bursts. Tartar says a CD observation would be treated like any other astronomical discovery. If something like that happens, we'll want everybody who can to look at it right away, she says. We'd like people to look in the signal's direction, with different tools, checking different frequencies, 
and try to figure it out. CT scientists think they know in broad terms what an ET signal will look like. To stand out as obviously artificial against a background of natural cosmic radio emissions, the signal would have to be narrow, with a lot of energy packed into a few frequencies. Natural phenomena such as pulsars and interstellar gases spew out radio emissions at many different frequencies. If an observatory ever receives a narrow-band signal coming from an astronomical distance, the source would almost certainly be artificial. According to voluntary non-binding protocols adopted by CT researchers around the world, if IAU astronomers confirmed a signal as genuine, they would then notify the United Nations and various world leaders. Tartar says that some generous CT sponsors would also receive discreet thank-you calls. At that point, the astronomers who made the discovery would be free to hold a press